0: Welcome to Mind Your Loaf, a podcast about taking action on our mental health. I'm here at my co-host Mark. Hi, everybody. Brilliant. And a team at Irish Mental Health Charity TurnToMe.ie, who besides helping us with this podcast provide professional mental health support online free to everyone in Ireland. Okay, so today's today's topic of today's, you know, episode is gonna be on anxiety. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, that's something I mean because again with this podcast, what I thought I'd do is like stuff that make, that I suffer from quite a lot. And then people are going, but you're a stand-up. You couldn't suffer from anxiety, but I don't really suffer from anxiety on stage. Yeah, I suffer from in in other areas. Do you know what I mean? So I was late coming here now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so actually, and uh, so my stress levels go up. You can probably you can nearly hear it in me.
1: Yeah, you're speaking quite yeah. fast.
0: Even this annoyed me. Listen,
1: which is supposed to be very soothing. Yeah. So a cup of tea. T-
0: t- even the smallest thing right now would I uh, would set me off. Right.
1: So what happened today? Why you Oh yeah, so I, I
0: was. I don't like being late, yeah. right? And and a lot of people like listening are going to be going. Yeah, they like. I assume loads of people get anxiety today. You know, I think so. It's a it's a different levels.
1: I think yeah. I think we all have a level. We need anxiety, don't we, to keep safe? I'm sure it's a.
0: I'd rather not have it at all.
1: Well, then you would know that you have to get out of dodge when you're in dodge. You know. Okay. So it has a function, but. Say today did you need to be as anxious as you got today? Oh
0: no, I do that to myself. Yeah. So. I'm I'm and I'm sure people must do that as well like so like I was late getting here and what I do in my head is I play out everybody here waiting for me. Like okay, so you're you, forecasting, so, so yeah. Oh, is that what it is?
1: Well, you're you're going into the future, aren't you?
0: Oh, I live there all day. Okay. So, like, basically, I was in the car, and then I was thinking, okay, you were here, and you were like, going, oh my god, where is he? I, I mean, I'm on time. Why was not he on time? Uh, you know, and John's here, and and everybody else, and they're all and they're all already just sitting here, just yeah. tapping their fingers on the table, and I'm thinking, oh my god, if I was there right now, all these people wouldn't be stressed.
1: Okay, so, so you're the Messiah.
0: Their tra- their stress as well.
1: So you're, you're now blaming yourself for the stress you're imagining us having because you're not here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While driving the car.
0: Yeah, while so driving the car. So not being in the
1: present moment.
0: And also the cars annoy me as well okay, because like the traffic and I need to just go over there but I can't get over there because I have to park the car. Yeah. So I was like and then the breathing goes all over the cabin. Yeah. What and happens sh- to your breathing? Well that gets shorter, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So then I get lightheaded. So oh then I think I'm God. sick. Then I think there's something wrong with me.
1: Then the hypochondriac kicks <laughs> yeah. c- <takes> in. <laughs> Right. So um, So that was a really rough afternoon.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and then, but then I I would, I I don't know, I'm sure, again, at night it can come quite a lot.
1: Yeah, I find that as well. What happens to you?
0: Okay, so at night, when when I go to sleep, then, you know when people go, oh, you you need to close your eyes and clear your head Mm -hmm. before you meditate and stuff, which we'll do again. But when I close my eyes at night, that's like open the floodgates. Of st- so all day I'm stopping stuff so my what anxiety what do you mean you're stopping stuff my anxiety in the day is stuff that is like you know oh my god I'm going to be late okay i got to get here for the kids oh god, my god don't forget that bit like today I had to record six different ads for like Australia and for Ireland and for England of for stand up and yeah. I had to get them all done and check some direct debits and everything but, it, it, but it, it's all in my head it's all a big mush in my head so but when I go to sleep it gets way worse when I lie down
1: so when you're trying when you're kind of Shutting down for the evening.
0: But I don't know what that, what does that mean?
1: It kind of means everything's going quiet. No. Breathe deeply.
0: Bleeding worse. Close your eyes. Floodgates.
1: (laughs) I feel like we're doing an operatic (laughs) duet or a musical. (laughs) Floodgates. I I swear to God, it's like, you know,
0: I've seen people go to sleep and I I can see the birds flying around (laughs) their heads.
1: Like a Disney movie And I've
0: got I've got, And I know people who go No I can just switch off And just tell everything to go away Yeah I just I go it goes Here we come And I am awake (laughs) Like all night Walking around Trying to go to sleep So then I get So I don't think I'm an insomniac But I actually
1: And does this happen every night Or does this happen Only sometimes Most nights Most nights Yeah
0: Would be most nights But then again Don't other people I mean most people I assume When they go When they close their eyes That they get They get anxious Do you know what I mean? Because surely the brain is then... Because
1: you know what it is? You've no distractions, you say. Exactly. I often say like,
0: you know, if something bad happens to you, like, you know, a a death in a family or something like that, which which we experienced recently, is if you keep yourself busy, you don't really think about it. Yeah. So when I'm not busy, oh my God. Yeah. Like literally.
1: And it's kind of like a vicious cycle or a circle, isn't it? Because the busier you are, the faster you're going, The the you know, you're... Okay, you're trying to distract yourself away from feeling your grief or whatever it is. Mm. But you are actually creating more stress which can lead to more anxiety because you have less time
0: yeah, to I do everything. And I also think that makes people feel better is that, you know, when you when you hear loads of other people saying the same thing. You know, I always think I'm the only person that has anxiety. So when you hear... I can't Op. even spell it. I don't know why they <laughs> spelled it like that. Because I definitely it's have... It's very anxiety provoking. I, I have slight dyslexia or as PJ Gallagher said, you're just tick. Right? But... <laughs> I definitely do. I cannot spell anxiety. I keep, I keep on putting it down as A X I. All I hear is A X, and then I, the word anxiety gets me anxious.
1: I know. What it would? Why isn't it it's called? Why isn't it
0: called? Um, I don't know smoothie bumps or something. That'd be much easier. to That would to do make with. other
1: people anxious. I think.
0: So the different levels of anxiety because there's obviously people with loads of different levels. Is it called Anton? Is there a different uh, well, levels? Is I, there? I, what do you do?
1: Okay, let's all Deep breathing, Jason. Yeah, let's just calm down. Okay? Okay. And breathe. I would say, like we were saying in the last episode, you know, shit is subjective. I'd say anxiety is subjective. So what Mm. makes you anxious might make me anxious. Do you know the kind of way? Yeah. But I think it all depends on how we are thinking about the situation that we're in. Okay. Do you know? Mm. So say, for example, today, you're stuck in traffic, you're a little bit late, but you are gone straight into the future. So you're forecasting, you're mind reading. You're imagining that what we're all thinking. And there's these there's actually these things called um, cognitive distortions. I don't know if you've heard them. What's that? And they're these kind of like habitual thought patterns that we have. So we kind of go straight into so we can catastrophize. So we imagine the worst case scenario all the time. Or we focus on the negative of everything. So if you get good feedback and bad feedback, you'll only hear the bad feedback. You know, these type of things. Yeah, yeah. And there there's a list of them and we all do them. So when you're asking, are there different types of anxiety, I think depending on how we are relating to the situation, how we're thinking about the situation, will impact on how we feel in that situation. Do you know?
0: Yeah, and I think anxiety is like a snowball, like going it down can, a hill. Yeah, it can be. Like literally by the end of a day, I've just created mm. so much hoo-ha yeah. from the last hoo-ha. It's like a domino effect. It just goes... It ju- is. Ju- ju- like see, but, aw-
1: and the thing about it is, it's to try and... Interrupt that because it, it's just habitual thinking, isn't it? It's just a habit, yeah. And you don't even know you're doing it. But if you can intercept it and say, "Hang on a second
0: So in the car, I could have put on Lyric yeah. FM.
1: You could have, you could have said, "Hang on, okay. I'm here now. I can't be there. They're fine. They know me. They know I'm going to be late. I've done all I can do. Just get there now." Mm. What would that have been like?
0: I that's just not me. Yeah. No, I'd love that though. See, that's the thing. That's what I'm doing now because since I went to to, to uh, therapy. Yeah, I. So they don't change you. I don't like as a human. Really, it's just a different way of thinking. Exactly. That's all I'm. That's I've been, exactly. So it. I'm try- I am doing well with that. Yeah. I used to be like. The so worst. when you
1: say that, that's just me. <laughs> could you change You could actually say that's just how I was thinking, or that's just how I am thinking. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I've always. I mean, I've, I've always been an angsty type dude. Yeah. I've got loads of energy, you see, and I always want to get stuff done, and um. And I do like so. And, and some dude actually said to me, he "Goes, you might have ADHD." He said to me, which mm. is uh, not a not really good diagnosis. And he's not a doctor, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it might be an accurate diagnosis. No, I
0: don't think you're me going I don't think you've got ADHD. I, <laughs> and me going, oh my god, brilliant. But I do like to have everything in its row, in ducks in its row, and everything. Yeah. And I'm always on time. Nor, or, I'm nearly <clears> always on time.
1: We'll say nothing about today. I
0: know, apart from today. Oh, yes, uh, So. Um, and but the, so but on, and, and I I can get anxious when I don't have control of a day. Yeah, that's where it seems to happen.
1: Yeah, so that's about a safety. You you'd say I learned in, in my therapy that like it's it's a safety thing. So if you're like in control because you like to be safe, mm. if you're not in control, you don't feel safe. Do you know the kind of way? So you're no. Do you, does that
0: is that because I don't trust anybody else? Maybe. To, to run my life. Yeah, like oh no no no. They so won't we don't, don't have to trust
1: to... because underneath that, at some level, yeah. we don't feel safe.
0: Yeah and if you if somebody is like late for picking up a child at school and yeah. they're five minutes late yeah. they wander in and the kids probably just stand at the door and they get them but as I'm driving there the place has gone on fire yeah. terrorists have landed yeah. in helicopters the kids have been so, all taken there's like machine guns going everywhere and uh, my child's dead So in it's Die
1: Hard 17
0: Oh I'm unbelievable yeah. Oh yeah when I seen Die Hard I went easy <laughs> 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 I could crawl two beds But Jason can the best. you see that that's That'll what you're a doing a day
1: that would be a calm day mm. because you're expecting this to happen. You're catastrophizing. Yeah. So that's a habit.
0: Okay. It's well, just I'll get a out thought
1: and you can change your thoughts, Jason.
0: So anyway, we're talking about anxiety here. And I mean, you're very good at calming me down a little bit, but we're going to talk to a man who also suffers from high anxiety.
1: Yeah. So tell us about Gavin. Yeah. Good old Gavin, Gavin Oates.
0: Oates. He's he's uh, the author of, uh, co-author of the book Shine and he's got a new book called Life Will See You Now. And he's a keynote speaker and he's fantastic and he's Scottish and he's next comic and everything and yeah. he's still a comic and so we're going to talk to him now in two
1: minutes. Great. Maybe he can help you and Maybe
0: me. Maybe he's going to make it worse. So on the live we've got Gavin Oates. Say hello to Marion over there, Gavin.
1: Hey Gavin, how are you?
0: Marion, how are you? Uh, Gavin yeah, Gavin is an author. He's got a brand new book because he's really cool and he's Scottish and it's called Life Will See You Now. He's also got a like, a uh, keynote speaker job. He's a he's a comedy, comedy doesn't sketch stuff and
2: everything. Oh, he's done cool. all that
0: kind of stuff as well. Co-author of Shining. He has a company called Tree of Knowledge. Gavin, how's it
2: going? Yeah, really good. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm excited. Yeah, this this,
0: this show is called Jason Byrne, minder Loaf. And I'm trying to do a kind of a mental health kind of well-being chit-chat chat show. And I haven't really, I've no idea what I'm talking about. So Marion's over there keeping an eye on me. And I bring people on like you as well. Um, this Brilliant. this is your first time you've worked on your own with this life of we'll see you now. is that right
2: yeah this is, this is definitely it's actually one of the first things I've ever done on my own everything I've ever been a part of has been a part of a team so when I've been involved with comedy it's always been a sketch group you know when I run the business as a team uh, writing previous books has always been with Andy Cope and this is just me and my own so I'm excited I'm nervous I'm, I'm a wee boy at Christmas uh, and I'm keen to see how it goes. I mean, and
0: why? I mean, look, I hate when people sometimes ask me what's my show about, right? And I go, I don't know. It's funny. It's just about comedy. And like your book is kind of about all sorts of life experiences, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I had no idea what I was going to write. And somebody described it recently as a big love hate letter to myself. <laughs> which I, I'm not. I'm not sure if it is or isn't. But actually, that's it quite nicely, I've kind of just poured my heart out onto the page I just went for it and you know I'm hoping that this book is like you know when you're like 15 and you find an album that changes your life and there's there's tracks on there that yeah. really mean something to you, I hope it's one of those books that people take with them.
0: Yeah I mean I'm, well look you're dead right, it is like an album because and yeah I could sit there just going oh my god I want to go to that bit and know yeah, that bit that looks good, that looks really good but the uh, I mean, there's so much stuff in it. I mean, you're. Ta- I mean, we're basically talking about, like, anxiety in this episode, right, Gav? Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: And I, I find when I read your book there, there's a lot of that going on in the book. Do you know what I mean? A lot of angsty stuff. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. like, would you agree with that? Would you suffer from that? Like, would, is that something? Because that, 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 you, I mean, you've been on stage a lot, like I have, with the sketch comedy, and you're a keynote speaker as well. And is that something that you suffer from?
2: Very much so. I, you know, it's really interesting because I've written stuff in the new book that actually I've never written about before. Um, there's stuff in there that some people who are actually very close to me are going to read, and it's going to come as a surprise because I've managed to, I've managed to perform my way through life without without letting on that actually I lie awake at night with my brain going absolutely crazy, I make myself ill at times with, with worry and fear and, and, and all sorts of you know, there's there's one particular chapter in this book called Confidently Lost where I strangely I'm actually a little bit anxious about <laughs> about people reading it. <laughs> but my but my my feeling was that if I write about this and there's even one person out there who benefits then then I'm doing I'm doing the right thing. So, yeah, it's something that I experienced as a child and I thought I experienced it pretty badly. But um, over this last couple of years, if I'm being really honest, I've experienced it on a level that I didn't think was possible. And my goodness me, is it is it scary?
1: Yeah. And actually, Gavin, I, I, just what you were saying earlier, that you really wanted to pour your heart into the book and I could hear it almost beating while I was reading the book. And one part that yeah. really kind of resonated with me, you talked about when, like, when you were five years old, and, yeah. you know, pre five being this kid full of excitement and you always wanted to be on stage and you wanted to be a mouse in the school play. Yeah. Do you remember that part?
2: I do. Yeah. I do. Um, and I, I picked out a line,
1: I, Gavin, like, that just really stuck with me. It's like, I wanted to be a mouse more than anything in the world, but something yeah. deep inside me was stopping me. And that really yeah. hit home with me as well. I think I, a lot of us will relate to that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, and you know it's really interesting because I've never heard anyone else read that back to me before. And okay. just as you're reading that right now, I can yeah. actually—I don't know if this sounds a bit dramatic—I can actually remember sitting in the classroom, feeling the way I felt. So yes. I basically it was my like first few. Days of primary school, so five years of age. One of my favourite things in the world was pantomime. Still oh. to this day, one of my favourite things is pantomime. You're so and, cool, Gavin. Um, say again.
1: I said you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: do you know? I thought you said that, and I thought, nah, she does not that."
1: Sorry, Gavin. I,
2: I love it. I genuinely love it. I love the the silliness of it all. And, and so, I I was in school. The head teacher. Who was called Miss Smart? a great name for a headmistress. <laughs> she she announced to everybody that we were going to put on a pantomime, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And you know, it, it, in my mind, in that moment, I could. I was sitting in the audience with my mum and dad, with my brother, my grandparents, eating ice cream, watching a pantomime, and it. it I got the most extraordinary rush of excitement, probably, probably an, a level of adrenaline that I had never experienced before at that age, and I liked it. And then she said, "Who you know, we're doing Jack and the Beanstalk and we need five of you to be mice who are going to run on and steal food from the giant and run off again. And it's going to be really funny and the audience will love it and the giant will chase you. And of course, I can see all this playing out and I gained this level of excitement and adrenaline was building and building and building. Um, and then right in that moment, uh, she said, so hands up, who wants to be a mouse? And my hand shot up and... And she came to me first and said, "Gavin Oates, do you want to be a mouse?" Your hand was up first, and straight away, in my head, it was like it was like a camera swung around 180 degrees, mm-hmm. and now I was on the stage. And instead of being able to see the performance, I could see the audience, and all of a sudden, I had a wave of uh, well, what I now know as anxiety. I didn't; I had no idea what I was feeling at the time, but this feeling of such fear that um, it was so intense I didn't like it and I just made up some story that I just wanted to go to the toilet and I ran off to the toilet (laughs) and I I cried and cried and cried and still to this day I regret not being a mouse but that was the first moment when I had a feeling in my chest that I'd never had before, yeah. which now at forty years old I now understand uh, is, is anxiety. anxiety. So
0: yeah. when you get anxiety now, Gavin, do, does, is that kind of those kind of stories? Do they kind of resonate in your head? Is that that same day? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you reckon, like, yeah. you know, when you get anxiety, do you go, "Oh my god, that must have been when I wanted to be a mouse." Oh my god, that must be coming from when I wanted to be a, mouse. and you just kept carrying it um, on your shoulders.
2: Do you know that's um, that's an interesting question? I think that's been a recent thing for me. Um, that I've started to, and it was because of writing the book, it's made me go back and it's made me think about what's triggered this and where it's come from. And um, again, there's, a, there's another bit I mentioned in, in, in the book where, um, do you remember the Lockerbie air disaster? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm from the southwest of Scotland and when that started appearing on the news, I was about 10. And of course Lockerbie's just down the coast from hmm. from from where I'm from, and all of a sudden I'm sitting at ten years of old, ten years of age, watching a small Scottish village down the road from me on the news with a plane line all over it. People crying, talking about how their children have died, and I, from that moment, I couldn't get on a plane. Um, oh. So I, but this, I hadn't ever thought about this until I wrote this book, um, and since writing it, to go back to your original question. I am now finding myself going, I know where that's come from. I can track that back. That's come from this. Um so it's been really interesting. It's also been incredibly cathartic writing this book. I can uh, but it's certainly brought it's brought some stuff up that I had never thought about. So it's really interesting.
0: So your 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 intention was to write it and then hope that somebody else can go, Oh my god, that's me. I that was I'm like that, that's me. I mean is that that's is that what you're doing? Do you know what I mean? When you write a book like this, I know you, oh, I mean, I, I we hope. all write books for our own selfish reasons, but we don't make any money on them, everybody that's listening. No, <laughs> so no, we, no, so I, mean, I mean, they're it would fun be to write, and, and as you say, yeah, you're you're getting lots out of it, you're actually understanding, but I know, but your book is not totally about anxiety, there's loads of other things that happen to you in your life, it just seems to yeah. be like a, like a Gavin Oates life story.
2: Um, do you know, <laughs> it is, I've, I have, I, I don't even have a life story in me yet, I don't. You yeah, know, you do. Like well, like,
0: just hear real quick. Just tell, because <laughs> it was. I love the story about um, when you enter the beard competition for a man who has uh, anxiety and altica. Do you remember you did that?
2: Yeah, what yeah. Was, do you know? Uh, I, I this, this is the other side. So I, I do some really bizarre stuff, which to me is not bizarre, but people keep telling me it's bizarre. And so in two thousand and seven. um, I discovered that the World Mustache and Beard Championships were coming to Troon. Sorry, come, not coming to Trun. That's where I'm from. Coming to the UK. Um, and, they were, and they were going to be held in Brighton. And I can't believe this was even a thing. happens every two years. It's in a different country every two years. And apparently hundreds of people turn up with the most extraordinary beard, and I thought I'm going to enter. The biggest problem was I didn't have a beard or a moustache, and the competition <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> the crying. competition wasn't the competition was 90 days away. Oh my so God. I set myself the challenge. Uh, you know, I got coaxed into it by nobody, just my own brain. And I thought I've got 90 days. I'm not going to shave. I'm going to enter a category called partial beard freestyle. What the hell? Means, I love it. What is that? Niche. Which means you. You can Yeah, you can, it's very nice. You can basically <laughs> style it however you want. And I agreed I was going to do this. I would style it the night before the competition. And however it ends up, that's what I enter with. And initially I wanted to shave the word beard into my beard. And like the <laughs> sideburn would be the top of the B and the other sideburn <laughs> would be the part of the D and my mouth would be the whole of the A. And, and then oh I was worried God. that in the mirror I would get it back to front and it would say bread. Um, so I... I decided I would just create some masterpiece and uh, the next morning I went on stage in front of like 2,000 people or something. It was like crafts for humans. Um, and I strangely, bizarrely, came forth in the world.
0: Oh my, oh God. my God. Well Congratulations. done. And was there any anxiety Thank when you. you were getting up on that stage?
2: Or none? Do You know, the weird thing about that, so I, I don't know if you,
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: experienced this, Jason, mm. but on stage, the anxiety's not there. This is the weird thing that and I don't know if this is the immediacy of a live audience and being in that moment. Uh, like when I'm when I, I, mean, I did the fringe in Edinburgh for years mm. as as part of a, a, a an act called The Color Ham and you know mm. we were up for awards and all sorts and that hour on stage is the most confident, the most relaxed, the most present I can possibly be. The day building up to it, it feels horrendous. The is not because the, a few hours after it, I feel great, and then the next morning I wake up feeling horrendous again?
0: I think because anxiety. Well, for me, what anxiety is, I'm trying to preempt things. Exactly. So once I'm yeah. in it,
1: you're in the moment.
2: I'm, I'm as got, you said, Gavin. Yeah. It's
1: the immediacy, immediacy yeah. of the live yeah. experience.
2: Well, I mean, it's so that, and it's, you know, you, you know yourselves when people talk about things like mindfulness and, you know, it is, they talk about the present and they talk about being yeah. in the now and, and, and albeit everybody's talking about it and everyone's saying it, it's, it's so real. Um, And, but that's the hard bit, that's the challenge is being able to switch off to the future and switch off to the past yeah. and, you know, you know, stressing yourself out about stuff that May or may not even happen, but yeah, once 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 I'm on the stage, whether it's doing the crazy beard competitions, whether it's um, giving keynote speeches in front of thousands of people, whether it's doing gigs in clubs, um, once I'm on there, um, I just feel, do you know what? I feel amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm so, the same actually.
0: And with the keynote speaking, what what is that, Gavin? What do you what do you do with that? Is that like so you, I, you, it's like a motivational speaking? Is that like? Is that what that is?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is it's inspirational speaking. I, I, it's, it's very much not the sort of, um, I guess, that stereotypical motivational speaking that you maybe see on the TV and hear about and so on. It's, but it is it is inspirational speaking. And I basically I get booked to speak at conferences and exhibitions um, all over the world. I a lot of big organisations book me to speak at their annual conferences, and I, I work with some really interesting organisations from the NHS to Nike. Um, we work with companies like Rolls Royce, we work with little two, three man and woman companies. Um, and the goal for me is to is to make sure I turn up and absolutely blow them away and have everybody walking out the door, absolutely buzzing.
0: So it's just a you know, a well being feel good type of session?
2: Yep. A big part of my talks are, are getting people to to think back to when they were five years old. Oh my god. You know, the way you got out your bed in the morning and how everything was everything Enthusiasm. was exciting and Yeah, Yeah, it's that enthusiasm, that energy, that passion just simply for the day Um, and I I refer to it as that wee piece of magic. It sounds a bit corny but it's that thing that that young kids have. You see it in young kids every single day and, you know, I've got two young kids and I, you know, I cannot believe how excited my wee girl is every single day about every single thing. And, you know, at school, you know, when... I'm not sure what it's like everywhere else in the world, but in Scotland when it rains, which is often, there's a different bell rings in the school, which means it's a wet playtime, it's a wet interval. Oh, and what? in my daughter in my daughter's mind, that doesn't mean we're staying indoors because it's terrible weather. In her mind that means where's my wellies? Let's get outside. Aww. And I love I love that. I love that way of thinking.
0: So it's encouraging play in adults. Is that what you're doing?
2: Definitely. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of, of playfulness in the workplace. And, you know, people think that's really weird and bizarre. And, you know, I get whole companies playing games of hide and seek and pig And and, it, and it's, people think it's so bizarre and weird. But when they do it, they're absolutely buzzing. Um, you know, playfulness, when you break it down, is it's imagination, creativity and innovation. And if you remove those three things from any business, relationship, life, then we've got a very mundane world on our hands, and there's an awful lot of people out there need lifted out of the mundane right now. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, rediscovering that inner child and getting back to finding out what it's like to play again is uh, is key.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find that as well. I mean, I, I mean, that's kind of what I do on stage when I do my stand-up. Do you know what I mean? I love playing with the audience it's when I get my the, my best feeling. And I and actually yep. when I get people up on stage, they're like, oh my god, they're like kind of nodding no, but I can I can see in their body language they'll be okay. Then once they're up there and they're like in a box I'm dragging them around they're like quite happy. They
1: love it. <laughs> they're actually
0: they're smiling. Yeah, yeah. Well that's
2: it. You give them the opportunity once they're in it it's amazing how it's amazing how people respond um, adults should I say respond to those moments of play. I mean you think back to when you were five and six and seven and eight years of age the most natural thing in the world was to want to go and call in for a friend to so go on the doorbell and say you're coming out to play. You know, how yeah. many people call in for a friend anymore? I mean, normally, now you have to message them first to see if it's okay yeah. to call in for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: play dates. And play dates uh, are ruining the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's it. We have to get like yeah. seven kids all in one car and bring them all down like two doors. <laughs> we, yeah, we used, to walk, yeah oh. we used to walk about four miles and then we'd <laughs> look at a door. Is Carl in? No. <laughs> okay, thanks.
2: <laughs> Go on. We'll be back yeah. home again. But that, but, that was, but that was part of the magic. Are they in? Are they not in? Um, but uh, oh yeah, I mean I think you know kids nowadays. I remember I gave a talk. I did a lot of talks in schools as well, and I was speaking to a group of youngsters who must have been about, I think about eleven, and I said something along the lines of, "I'm old enough to what it would be to remember what what it was like to have no mobile phone," and they thought this was hilarious. But the first question I got was, "But how did you speak to your friends?" <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. like, with, with my mouth with her face, to his face, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, with our with our faces, you know, and and it was uh, yeah, just it's a different world now. And of course, we've got a generation coming through who they know how to communicate with their thumbs. You know, we imagine how many miles we've scrolled with our thumbs. In a million years from now, you know, our thumbs will be massive. Uh, you know, and our eyes. Five five million years will be thumbs that just roll about on the ground with screens for faces, and none of us are able to look <laughs> each other in the eye. it's well scary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Kevin, just kind of wrapping all this up right. This is a few things that like have come out to me. I one of the lines you said, if I was a 90s wrestler, I'd be the ultimate warrior. That was one of your lines. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and you talked about yeah. as well, you know, talking about the, you know, the 5-year-old you kind of giving up that opportunity to go on stage or having to give it up due to your fear and then turning down lots of other opportunities in the mean, you know, in the interim, until when you were in university, I think it was, you know, you kept turning down these opportunities, yep. and then eventually you got up and did it. And I love that line you yep. said: if you're faced with an opportunity that's both ter- terrifying and amazing, you should really go for it.
2: Yeah, so, and I just wish I had. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I had regrets, but I wish I had maybe understood that a little bit earlier on. Because I, as you said, I, I, you know, from the age of five to about 17, eighteen every opportunity to be on stage or to, to speak out loud in class, even something simple like that. I tried my best to, to get out of it. Yeah. And I was a kid that went bright red and felt really sick and everybody took the mic out of me. But do you remember um, for, the for moment 20.
1: when you just said, like when you, I suppose you changed how you were thinking about that. Was there a definitive moment or a pause? Yeah, um,
2: that well, well, there was a couple of, a couple of moments. So I, I trained as a primary school teacher at university. Oh, right. Um, so I... I have no choice but to get up in front of 30 mm. children one day. Isn't it really
0: um, weird that you're constantly uh, trying to get on stage and in front of people, yeah. but you're quite anxious about it all?
2: Yeah, it's like yeah. you're punishing but, yourself. But my... Do
0: you know what you're doing? You're doing that Scottish Irish thing. Oh, you don't like that, do you not? Know? <laughs> you don't like that. Well, you can get out there now and you can do it. <laughs> do you get there, yeah. And yeah. Do you know what you'll do. You'll train for it as well, and you'll hate every day. you yeah. know you're going to stand in front of a class. Yeah, and
2: yeah and you'll have to pay the fees to go and do it as well. Is that um, amazing? Um, so you
0: battled and battled and battled all the
1: time.
2: Yeah. But, it, but every time I got up
1: there, I felt I'm in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just the prelude or the, the kind of thoughts yeah. of it were worse than. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's
0: it's what a bit like when like you, then... When you're with your first girlfriend and then you realise that's ah, only a bra. That's grand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. Oh, thank God.
0: Because so just going, oh, my God, where's the buttons? Where's the buttons? <laughs> Where are, are the things? Boing. Oh,
1: They're not buttons. Anyway. Oh, yes, what sorry. kind of bras were you opening?
0: Uh, well, you know, very big ones. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I've got no Sorry, idea how to respond to that
0: now. <laughs> I know. No, but you kept going with all that. and then, But, how? I mean, you're obviously trying to deal with that anxiety, Gavin, do you know what I mean? So how did you eventually, like, how did you squat you, you would have had to quash it somehow, do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think, um, so, so there's been moments in my life where I, I've gone, I can go months, maybe even a couple of years, where there is no anxiety um, or, or very low-level yeah. um, anxiety. Um But actually, um, round about March 2018, uh, I had a, I mean, I realised now, I was going to say I had a three month spell, but I realised now it was probably nine months leading in and I'm probably still on my way out of it at the moment, but sort of March, April, May of 2018, I had a a run-in with my new best friend, Anxiety, which I hadn't seen for a while. And um, I found myself sleeping probably on average well I, I know cuz we tracked it but for about 20 minutes a night for 3 months at one point. Oh my god. And I I have a caffeine allergy and yet I was having to get on stage every day and I had to run my business and I had to pretend everything was okay. Well, I didn't have to pretend, mm-hmm. but it felt yeah. like I was having to pretend and I found myself having to find so many different ways to to hide it, to disguise it. Um but of course, there had to be a moment that that came along that that, that was going to help. And what, so, there's a couple of things to answer your question. I realised that I hadn't been running as much as I had been. Um, I had run a marathon a couple of years before, and I trained really hard for that, Never felt happier. Running is an amazing thing. And then I realised I had not really been doing that, and I found that my own mental health at that point was was taking a real uh, a real dip. However. The um the other thing that kind of struck me was I read a book called The Happiness Trap yeah. and Um you know, at the height of my anxiety in that moment, you know, sleeping very, very little. I was lying in my bed, eyes wide awake, you know, desperately trying to sleep. And, you know, I'm at this point I'm having thoughts like, I'm never gonna be able to sleep again. And I would just be focusing on that. Um but then the book kind of trained me to change my thinking to I'm having the thought that I'm never going to be able to sleep again. And you would run that version of it, I'm having the thought that I'm never going to be able to sleep again. And for some bizarre reason, I very quickly felt a little lifting from the shoulders, just a Mm -hmm. wee bit of that feeling lifting. And then you do the same again, but this time you add in an extra little bit. You say to yourself, I notice I'm having the thought that I'm never going to sleep again. And again, there was just this, Further lifting. Can't think of any other way it's to like describe a it. And then again, almost,
1: isn't it from? Do you know, that's
2: exactly what yeah. it is. That's exactly what it is. You start to feel. Um, you start to feel that 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 distance. Um, observing
1: as opposed to being in it.
2: Yeah, I've remembered the author's name. It's Russ Harris. The yeah. Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. Okay. Cool. Um, so cool. it's about creating mm. creating those stories in your mind and running new stories for yourself. Um, and I and I think. It's like mindfulness to do it once and no, it doesn't be you have to try it um, over and over again. And unfortunately, for people like myself who have anxiety, sometimes your daily story to yourself isn't very nice. Yeah. It can, <laughs> be, it
1: can,
2: sorry, it can be quite on. unpleasant. Sorry, was, I was last just saying,
0: said I across you, sorry. What was the
2: last bit? I was just saying the problem for many of us that experience anxiety is that sometimes uh, our story that we run in our head is not always... The happiest of stories. It can sometimes be quite unpleasant.
1: Yeah. yeah, and as you say, Gavin, like we spend so much time in our head, we really need to make it a nice place to be.
2: Absolutely, hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Gavin, listen. The other way to say we're out of time. We're not really out of time, but we are. We have to finish.
2: <laughs> so, Gavin,
0: <laughs> listen. Thanks a million. Um, your book. When is your book out? The Life of C. Now. When is it? What's the date?
2: So it is out. Uh, in the shops and on all the like, websites and all the wee websites the independent shops got to support them as well uh, 20th of February and then I have my big launch at Waterston's in Edinburgh on the 25th so super excited
0: that's my birthday Gavin
2: is it? Yeah. the 25th or the 20th? 25th so there Wait, we go come and have a party have come a and birth. have a party at in Edinburgh. <laughs> I should really shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well a you, Gavin cabinets. welcome
0: you're, you're, look, thank you so much for... You're so good for talking so openly about yeah. the anxiety, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I actually now feel like I don't really have it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel, well, so, you know, you I, think you're really, really sick you?
0: and then someone goes, no, no, I'm really sick. You go, oh yeah, right, I'm yeah. not really sick at all. Thanks very well,
2: much. Well, I can, I can tell you this. I... This is actually the first time I have actually spoken about any of this publicly. I've written it wow. in the book. Wow. I've never spoken about it on stage before. So, um, all joking aside, I was actually a bit anxious about coming on to talk about this, oh, but dear. it felt great talking about it. And again, if somebody listening to us you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and read this book and, yeah. and hopefully it'll help me even again. Brilliant. Thank you so much, both yeah, of you, it's for been the a opportunity. a real honour
1: and it's, it's a privilege to be, I don't know, the. Arena where you're kind of saying this publicly for the first time because it takes huge courage and your courage will help so many other people.
2: Brilliant! Uh, thank you for the the, the chat, guys, and uh, I can't wait to uh, hopefully meet you both at some point soon. Yeah, yeah and, and you
0: know, I I think I know you well enough, Gavin, to say I couldn't give a shite. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, because you're an Irishman, a Scotsman. Yeah. Ah, just pull your knickers up, <laughs> get there a cup of tea, you'll be all right, Gavin. <laughs> No, I'm only messing with I'm Gavin, never coming no. to your shows again. But listen, I'll ring you soon, Gav. I'll see you soon, right?
2: Yeah, do it. Absolutely. Okay, can't wait. And then um, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, both Definitely. of you. Cheers. Thank you so much, good. Gavin. Thanks, Bye-bye. Gavin. See take you later,
0: care. man. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, take care. Bye, bye, man. Bye, bye. Oh, what a great fella.
1: Oh, he's lovely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't very, very lovely. I believe you said you didn't
0: give a shit at the end there. That's terrible. Old, you Gavin. said. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> the one, okay, the one thing that, Oh my God, I don't even know You see, this is the thing We don't never have It's like hours we need To know, talk to someone like that I know But there he is tr- Talking about his anxiety And there's me now already Just thinking Oh my God, I just kind of worry a lot About kind of this, that and the other But he's, his his seems to be Even deeper again Well,
1: I, I'm not sure It's a matter of comparing But it's even just the power in him Talking about this like, I just think what he's just said there, this is the first time I've spoken publicly about this. Yeah. And it is in the speaking of it and the releasing of it that other people start feeling like I'm not on my own. And I mean, say, for example, with Turn to Me, the, um, our co-producers, that website has like a peer support group. So, again, just putting in I'm anxious or this is how I'm feeling, just saying it and releasing it is so healing, I think. It can bring down the anxiety.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I've learned that I love talking about stuff now like yeah. this. Like I totally get it off my chest. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and it
1: normalises it but it's not about comparing your anxiety to his anxiety because mm. everybody's anxiety is their own. It is what it is.
0: Which is a good point because yeah. I'll, I'd will i feel that maybe mine's not you know, serious enough. Because, when, but
1: that's you, that's when, your kind of, what's like a... Oh, but listen, I, I'm t- my
0: type of personality, yeah. I'd be in World War II and my leg would blow off. And I'd be going. Well, at least two of them didn't blow off. I've got one, so I bet I can hobble back. You right, know, that but would you're have felt expecting account.
1: one to be blown off.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be going. But off. Again, be going that, again.
1: remember those those cognitive distortions again. Mm. So you're expecting this. It's like a negative bias. Yeah. Do you know. Whereas Gavin was Gavin was doing was like, um, he was talking about like imagining himself on the stage and all the people looking at him. So he was going into the future, mm. instead of saying yes, I'll be a mouse. And
0: so for every day, kind of nine to fivers are listening. That's them heading to work, thinking that. Like the be simplest amazing. thing. I'm going to an office, I'm going to have to get on the yeah. computer. Like I remember I when, when I was younger even
1: going into a shop I had like huge social anxiety when I was a teenager. <sighs> having to, to get on a bus, having to go into a shop, mm. it, I would be sweating, like physically feeling huge symptoms but also the worry and imagining all, I don't know what I was imagining but anything can provoke anxiety because mm. it's not the situation, it's how we are thinking and how we are feeling about ourselves really. That's the ultimate So that that is anxiety. Yeah,
0: and trying to do too much in a day. I say that happens quite a lot to people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mammy's collecting the kids and everything. Yeah, like life is so busy. Trying to get to your job and then little, little, and then bang. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like help. But one thing he said, which is really interesting, because that's happened to me, is that I was saying, "How did you cope with it? Like, how did you quash it?" Yeah. And he he realized he hadn't ran for quite a while. Yeah. Because everybody has their different ways of dealing with stuff, but that's my one as well. Yeah. And that's definitely happened to me, where I hadn't trained for a while and I just started getting so angsty. I would do like a twenty minute run. Yeah. And. It, it, it doesn't matter what you can, tell, you can tell me anything then Yeah I'll be fine
1: And the thing I, I just took back to that word To quash Or squash Quash what Well do I you say do? quash You say quash
0: Which is probably not a word
1: Well look I'm all for creativity But like I don't know I sometimes have a, an issue With that like idea Of quashing anxiety Because we have to be Kind of gentle with it Like when we say I know you're there Like what Gavin was saying mm. I notice That I'm feeling anxious Or I notice That I'm having trouble So this. you
0: accept what's going on exactly, And just, just kind of Put well, it to the side Well we're just
1: acknowledging it
0: Yeah and oh, I've that's thought, uh, what my therapist would call tipping your hat out.
1: Yes, exactly. So you're just kind of acknowledging, but you're removing, so you're moving away from being in it to looking at it, to then it, there's a distance. So you're creating space between the, the kind of intensity of the anxiety and, the, and, and you. Do you know what I mean? So you're stepping back and you're observing. So,
0: so instead of trying to put loads of bodies in one grave, just spread them out.
1: I have no idea what that analogy means. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> What? <laughs> so basically, when you're running, yeah, yeah. you're regulating yourself. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Physically, totally. you're regulating, and you're in the moment. Blah blah blah. Mm. Or what Gavin was saying, you know, that the thing that it got shared from the book, whereby you start talking to yourself instead of saying, "I am anxious, I can't sleep," I appear to be all of these types of techniques. So there's loads of techniques. Yours is running. Somebody else's that mind self talk could be the the yeah, one or meditation, a combination. meditation, meditation. Stuff that. Yeah.
0: Cycling, walking the dog. Yeah. Watching. Fifteen to one, or countdown, depending on how old you are. Okay, or something like that. Exactly. Anyway, look, I think we've. Uh, I think I feel calmer now.
1: Good. He's a really nice guy, I, and I, I, I just think honestly, some of the stories in that book, they just, they, they really spoke to me. I could imagine myself. So he is. I think a lot of people will relate to what he's saying.
0: Yeah, definitely get yeah. it when it comes out. Life will see you now. Yeah. Gavin Oates, twenty to the second, twenty, and. Uh, I was going to do my date of birth, 25th of seconds every two. <laughs> and but that's when really he's launched his book. 25th. On the 25th. And then that Harris book. What was his name again? Russ Harris. That sounds good. Yeah. The Happiness Trap. Yeah. I'm going to get that as well. Yeah, I think that's enough on anxiety now. Okay, well done, everybody.
1: Well done, everybody. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know they're probably going, oh
0: my God, I couldn't press the button <laughs> properly. I was trying to press the thing. And then I pressed pot. Now we would have raised it. But if they've okay. raised it, they wouldn't know. I've just said that.
1: Deep breaths. Go for a run. Deep breaths, everybody. Separate yourself from your anxiety. Everything is okay right now in this moment.
0: And more importantly, mind your loaf. Mind your love. See you later. Bye. Turn to me provides professional mental health support.
1: Ah, Jason, lo- oh. do your, uh, you know, your ad voice.
0: Oh yeah, I'll do the yeah, ad. Yeah. Okay, I'll Go. do a proper ad okay. thing. Okay, ready? As a registered charity, Turn To Me provides professional mental health support online for anyone in Ireland going through a tough time. From one-to-one counselling to group and peer support, Turn To Me is accessible from any device anywhere in Ireland. If you would like to support Turn To Me, you can donate €4 by texting Turn To Me to 50300. Text costs €4. Turn To Me will receive a minimum of €3.60. Service provider-like charity. Helpline 077. Six six eight zero five two seven eight. Is that you? Yeah that was actually me there You've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mara and this is Mind Your Loaf If you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe too
1: And don't forget if you or someone you know is going through a tough time there is professional mental health support online from counselling to support groups all available for free for anyone in Ireland on turntome.ie Mind your loafs and mind yourselves Ah